I feel like Kirsten's being a little bit too I'm really harsh hard. on movies, usually. A little too hard um, on Art Place. Like a Star is Born. 20 minutes in, they're just, it's they're the just like... the saddest movie yeah. I've ever like, seen. So, you know, if there were 99 people in a room and nobody believed in Lady Gaga, you'd be that one person that would... You know what? The acting was great. <laughs> I the, was impressed with Lady the, Gaga. Yeah, the acting you don't get was the great. Reference, no, I don't no, get the I reference. What is that? Because she did thousands of interviews about A Star is Born and that was the exact same line she gave at every single one of those. There can be a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe in you. But I had this one incredible talent with me. There can be a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe in you and you just need one to believe in you and that was him. So You can have a hundred people in the room that are watching you and 99 don't believe in you and one does and that was him. So You know, there could be a hundred people in the room and 99 don't believe, but all it takes is one. You know, a hundred people can be in a room and 99 don't believe in you and just one person believes in you and it can change everything. There can be a hundred people... Today on the Geek Out Podcast, not one, but two self-lacing shoes have been announced this year. We'll spend way too long talking about a 30-second Avengers Endgame trailer. Big spoilers for Star Wars Episode Nine. How Netflix is dealing with folks who want the first four Harry Potter films. Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, what is? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for it. Let's geek out. Chum, 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 now it's good to be a podcast. Hey, it's the Geek Up Podcast. We're on episode 18, which is kind of mind-boggling. We record this on Thursday, February 9th, 20... Thursday, February 7th, 2019. Good thing I don't have to talk for a living. And I don't know, for me, it seems like it's been forever away since we recorded our last pod. I don't know why that is. It's been a really busy week for me, so maybe that's why, but I don't know. We all look forward to this so much, I think. We all love this. The anticipation just makes time go slower, maybe. That's what it is. Brian and I were mad today because we have a thing we need to do and it's so much work and we're mad about it. Yeah, I'm the busiest I've ever been <sighs> in uh-huh. all year. And you're but already like, the busiest guy in the station, I guarantee you. I'm like, I need this hour. <laughs> this is your I solace. I need to be in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7.20 with Dylan and Jason on the Morning Zone and this is a longer form version of that show where we talk about geeky Things, TV and movies and randomly found things on the internet. Brian, why don't you tell us about you? I am DJ Boy Tano, and you can hear me regularly in the afternoon zone, 5 o'clock on weekdays, doing a show called The Mixtape. Otherwise, uh, insanely busy outside of that, but <laughs> I need this. <laughs> Polly. Afternoon Zone on the Zone at 91.3 and a PJ Party Podcast, wherever you found this podcast, uh, please check it out. Art. Art Aronson, reporter on the queue and for the zone as well. Also co-host of Between the Stammers, new episodes every Thursday. Nice. Well. Yeah. Kirsten. I'm Kirsten and I'm on this podcast and on the weekend zone as well. And has been helping me in a very busy time in, in the geek department because, of course, Kirsten is a new geek and the department has doubled and it has just saved my soul. I am so glad I'm not 
fraying at the edges and going kaplawi every freaking week. So this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, I talked about not one, but two pairs of self-lacing shoes that have been announced this year. The third version of Nike's self-lacing sneakers that we first saw in the 1989 movie Back to the Future 2, although that was just a prop. Um, power laces? Power laces, yeah, exactly. And it's funny, awesome. I, I saw a bit of a behind-the-scenes thing where the, the shoes... The laces of the shoes went, they went around Michael J. Fox's foot and then they continued down through the bottom of the shoe and into the ground and somebody under the ground would just pulled. Cool! Yes! Isn't that great? That's wow. awesome! Just yeah. like in how Star Trek, there was two guys on either side of the door pulling the doors open! <laughs> yeah, and they were saying fishing as they did it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Nike came out with a replica pair of those uh, in 2016 and then shortly after, a cool looking pair of those and they were called, I don't remember, something Adapt 1. Yeah, Hyper Adapt. Adapt 1.0, horrible name. And so just this year, they've announced Adapt BB, another equally horrible name that supposedly is, is basketball-focused because the BB stands for basketball. And yeah, these are self-lacing shoes with a lace attached to a motor in the sole and buttons that you push and an app that you pair it with. And then Puma also came out. Oh, right. Shoot. I'm sorry. I'm popping my piece. I'm going to. Okay. There's going to be some noise in a minute. I, I, I brought my own pop filter. Despite the fact that I'm talking into a microphone with a, with a windsock, which industry talk is basically a piece of foam that's supposed to stop me from making popping plosives when I speak. Uh, Sheldon, our producer, listened to our podcast. So I think that's three people that listen to this podcast. Hey, we're growing. <laughs> he hasn't listened for three weeks. And uh, notice that I was popping badly. So I brought in my own pop filter from work. So anyways, Puma uh, also introduced a pair of self-lacing shoes called Phi or Fi. It stands for fitness intelligence. And you can see these laces. They're blue laces and they're strung throughout the thing. And the actual controller is on the, the instep. And you can move your finger up and down its capacitive roof to tighten or loosen. And it is also controlled with an app. Ironically, though, neither of these shoes have any sort of fitness tracking. Like, they don't track your steps or calories or anything. Um, but Dylan figures that's because they're going to be collector's items anyways, and I figure that's because we're all wearing our fitness trackers on our wrists. Anyways, I'm going to adjust, uh, put on a, a pop filter. You guys talk amongst yourselves for a sec. All right, six things about this. Number one. Wait, uh, what? Okay. <laughs> well, I'm filled with thoughts about these. Number one, it's neat that... Nike has taken this from just like the thing that was in this movie that was a fantastical, magical, silly thing in a movie to it looks like they're actually sinking legit resources into this. Like this is a way they want to go. The self oh, yeah, they shoes. hired like an actual, you know, shoe designer to do the thing. So I'm still adjusting my mic. Yeah. Um, so that is wild to me. That's great. Um, and there's all this technology and, and that this is becoming a legitimate thing you can buy. Um, uh, number two, I love that it has like an app and everything like this. That's ridiculous. This is going to become like a normalized thing. We're actually living in the future. And you're going to have preset uh, modes where you have like walk, run, game, relax, Whoa. that kind of thing. You just tap and it'll just go to that particular tightness of the laces, <laughs> that just I guess. reminds me of like the pumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Like, like, I remember those commercials. Like pump it up. Like did they do anything? I think did they, not, did. Not they did. They did. Oh, they just made the shoe tighter by filling up no, an air. Yeah, bonder. they filled the filled up like air pockets inside the shoes no, to make it a little softer. They did. Yeah. They really did. Yeah, oh, totally. And like probably give your ankle more support, maybe a little bit. Yeah, because they were the high tops, right? They wrapped around your uh, yeah. your ankle. It looked yeah, like yeah. a little basketball. Yeah. Yep. They <laughs> they advertised it at the time in the early '90s that you could jump higher, which I was like, <laughs> what? Stupid, I can't That's jump on it. That's a false claim. <laughs> but. Um, okay, next thing. Is BB for BB-8 also stand for basketball? 
Uh, yes, honestly, the first thing I thought of too. Yeah. Right? Because I'm not a sports ball guy, so yeah, BB is just like BB-8. They, wow. No, they're black. I want it to look like a like a robot. But BB-8 does look like a basketball. That's awesome. True. Truth. No, maybe they were thinking of that. Okay. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, that. now that I'm thinking about it, totally. That's neat. Um, also, I bet I'm I'm against Dylan on this. If he says these are just going to be silly collectors' items, things, I think that they are going to get more and more normalized. And uh, these are just like the version two or whatever, but version four probably will have fitness tracking stuff. They are going to find a niche market with like totally geeky or techie people who are also very active who like this kind of stuff that want their pedometer right into their shoe that then talks to their watch and their phone. Because people want to carry and have less on them. Sure. You know, and some people don't have their phones. And so that's why the fitness trackers are in your watch. A lot of people don't wear watches. So having it in your shoe would be just fine. I think it's going to find a market and I think it's, it's just going to grow and it's not going to just be novel or uh, collectible. Well, you know, another thing that Nike did when they first um, when they first introduced this is they were thinking about people that had, you know, sort of, sort of special needs that couldn't actually physically tie oh, wow. shoelaces. Yeah, yeah. So they tested it out on on a lot of people that that had those sort of needs and I think there's an application right there, right? It's just like, you know, you can wear shoes normally but you don't have to worry about not having to tie them or you don't have always just have to get loafers or whatever. Brilliant. You can get these these shoes and they'll they'll be able to tie themselves or tighten themselves for you. Because I want to be honest with all of you right now and admit something that I rarely admit, but I have a disability as well, and it's called I don't like bending down. <laughs> 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 okay, and I feel so that like that is, is really making light of Once again, that's Paul Plastino. <laughs> yeah. No, oh I really God. don't like bending down and tying things, and all because my butt crack shows is why. But also, are, you, are we going to get into this, an Italian plumber joke at all now, or no? no oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, and uh, so that, and also, I think what we really need, and what they should, once they you know finalize this, is focus up and develop a Velcro technology that doesn't make the horrible noise. Yes, one thousand percent. Okay. I thought they already made. Is there a, a Velcro. silent Velcro? Yes, that's the thing. I want Velcro shoes. That's that already... is so convenient and so Oof. wonderful. Kind of looks cool, and without the like. I've seen some. I don't know if I trust Oof. silent I mean, Velcro happened. though. Yeah. Why? What if it doesn't? It just. I don't trust it that it's you don't not know sticking. It's I don't know if it uh, if it unstraps or. Whatever. Hey, when you put current Velcro on, you don't know if it's sticking. You only know when it's unsticking. That's. But the thing is, if I hear that, I'm just like, oh, I better not take another step uh, before I uh, re-Velcro this shoe. I've certainly played so with even me. though I've never had Velcro shoes for. Oh wait. I, yeah. Oh, oh, never mind. Right never mind. Now, right now. Velcro never mind. Shoes. Oh, but that's not the like primary fastener. No, it's got shoes. laces on it. Oh yeah. Okay. No, I played with low noise Velcro before, but I mean, if there's no noise Velcro, sure we got to no get that out Velcro. here. That's yes. great. I want. I think those are my six thoughts. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Any other thoughts before we move on? I want shoes that light up. Well, oh, they so those. they do. Oh, yeah. For adults? Yeah. <laughs> these, I have these, What? Well, oh, and also Brian's. Yeah, but Brian's are just cool. But the Nike shoes, the buttons light up and the soles light up. But do they light up when I walk? Brian's do. Mine, no, well, mine don't light up as you're touching the ground. You just turn them on and they're always on. Or you can turn them to different colors. It's so uh, cool. You can turn Thanks, them to Nike. stroking. That's what I want. I Celebration can do, mode? I can mm. bend like over Tesla? and do up my shoes, but I also want them to light up. I love Brian's shoes. They're very cool. We live in a whole society and culture of grown-up man babies, so of course yeah. there's light-up shoes. Exactly. Of course there's all of us who are like, I wanted the light-up shoes when I was a kid, and I got them, and I wore them one time, and then grew out of them, and I'm mad about oh, that. Oh, hang on a second. Sorry, go on, Mary. Mary, was that? Hello, everyone. 
lunch lady is at reception. Mm-hmm. The lunch lady is at reception. Now we know. Thanks. That's Thanks, good. All right. All right. Go get your good knowledge. Chart. Yeah. All right. Going I just want to say, Paul, laziness is not a disability, okay? <laughs> and Art is Bye, not wrong. Art. Oh, what a hero. Hey, Art, before you go, um, <laughs> the, the, the Thor Ragnarok director won't replace James Gunn on Guardians Galaxy. You okay if to, to miss a little bit of this conversation? Okay. Art's going to go get his lunch. Headline, Thor Ragnarok director won't replace James Gunn on Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Thoughts. I'm mad about it. He's like, and to recap, the Thor Ragnarok director is is Taika Waititi, who's brilliant. Yeah, he would have been almost the obvious choice because of the amazing things that he did with Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Um, but I get it. I guess you know he was welcomed into the family by James Gunn when uh, he first started, you know, directing for Marvel. So I guess it's just a. a move out of solidarity. Yeah, yeah it yeah. seems like a loyalty thing to me, definitely. Oh. And I've got nothing but respect for that. Like, yeah, for him to come out and say that statement is so big and so good of him to say. Um, but it, it bums me out because when you first pitched that to me, Brian, I thought like, oh, that's that's the obvious, simplest answer for this. If James Gunn is really out and Disney's really going to stick to this stupid gun, mm-hmm. um, pardon the pun there, to get rid of him then this is the best uh, possible outcome. But just, we're going down a really dark timeline here. This is awful. Mm-hmm. Where James Gunn works for DC <laughs> and is going to do Suicide Squad. What a waste of time and talent. So what if he makes it awesome? Come on. Whoa. <laughs> he ain't gonna. We're talking about Taika Watiti yeah. not taking over for James Gunn, Yeah, right? so so far we've said that's basically a loyalty move. Mm-hmm. Here's an idea. Why doesn't Bradley Cooper take over? <laughs> oh. now, now that you are oh, interesting. confident in his directing chops. Well, it makes sense, right? He's already part of the cast. It's not a loyal... Then you got the loyalty right there. Yeah, direct- I, think, I think Rocket Raccoon's going to die. Too so, and what? that would that would certainly free because him up. Because he's then. on the wrong side of the of the disappearing, and with my theory of different right. worlds and stuff, oh, rockets man. on the, uh, the old theory. side. So you know I what? I was listening to that not too long ago, and I I think somehow I accidentally took credit for that because <laughs> I was talking about something else, and you're like, oh yeah, my theory is the same as Brian's, where there's this other world, and I started thinking about that, and I was listening in my car, I'm like. No, that wasn't my theory. <laughs> I just put words in your mouth. <laughs> I, I just don't see any other way for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to work because they all signed a letter, everybody involved, saying, please bring back James Gunn. Are, are they all country, like, are, do they all need to make this movie, like, because uh, what's Dave Batista said that he wasn't going to do it unless oh, James Gunn. No, no, I think it's in his contract. Okay, so He's they do actually obligated. have to because I, yeah. I remember him coming out and being like, nope, no James Gunn, no Dave no, Batista. They're contractually, like, when, when they actually write these contracts, they write it for not just a movie, they write it for multiple movies now just so that they can keep in continuity with like they wouldn't have to change out the actor who plays Drax. And that's, that's fine. That's good for the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely it is. But... Um, yeah, I think I think um, it's a good thing because uh, your idea, Art, I like it a lot. Because I don't think Bradley Cooper is on set usually. I saw and he a almost would need to be on set to yeah. voice conversations yeah. with people. So yeah. why not? I saw a picture of um, like behind the scenes, and it was Drax, Batista there petting, and I looked like uh, James Gunn's brother. What's his name? 
The other gun Sean brother? Gun. Sean Mr. Gun. Mr. Gun. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the green suit, and Drax was petting him on the head, and that was what got CGI'd into being Rocket Raccoon. Funny. So I, it's like, yeah, I don't think Bradley Cooper comes down there and puts on a green suit to play a raccoon. I think he just does the voiceover later. Do you later. think Bradley Cooper, though, has the chops to be directing a Big action? CGI. Yeah. Yeah, probably that's, not. that's really tough for a director to come in and direct a big CGI movie because it's it's not practical, right? You're not seeing that. If you don't have those chops to know what's going on. Well, especially when it's so established. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a perfect idea, but no, for it's me, a good it's idea. the only no, idea. No, it, it makes yeah. sense if Taika doesn't want to do it. Yeah, Taika. I think... It was a really dumb move on Disney's part. But um, I did see, as far as like whether or not we are actually going to see this Guardians 3, I also did see Chris Pratt this week came out and said, like, we're doing this. We're doing yep. this for sure. We're going to give this a satisfying conclusion. It's going to be a well-rounded trilogy. We are doing this. Wow. Strong words. Let's talk a little bit more about Taika Waititi. And uh, he's one of the directors working on The Mandalorian, which will be the Disney Plus um, upcoming streaming service oh small piece of news captain marvel would be the first major movie launching on disney plus as opposed to any of the other services mm-hmm. so when disney plus launches yeah. uh, captain marvel will be a launch title and it will not go to any other services just oh, right wow. now but yes um taika is talking about the mandalorian this will be the upcoming live action um, what is it? I can't remember. Is this a prequel or is this an in-between? What is this? It's like a Boba Fett. Yeah, it's a Boba, it's a, it's a Boba Fett show. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, you say it's going to be close to the uh, the original trilogy in, in style. Um, probably a good thing. Yeah, I like how he like acknowledged that, all right, it's what what I do at Marvel is going to be really different from the tone that I'm setting for this Mandalorian and for Star Wars. And I really liked what he said about it, too, because he kind of was like throwing shade at Star Wars fans. Like all these, you know, like, oh, you ruined my childhood. All, all those people that are so involved with it. He kind of subtly threw shade to them and was like, yeah, I know, like, they're hard to please and la 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 la, but I'm going to make sure that this the tone of this is correct to Star Wars to, you know, to help with those fans. So I, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for a Mandalorian TV show. I don't really care so much about bounty hunters and Boba Fett, and I know a lot of people do, but... I'm very excited mm. for this Mandalorian series. I think, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be the thing that pulls me to the Disney Plus. Oh. Like it, just because of the people involved, the actors, something different in the Star Wars universe, I think I think it's going to pull me in. I'm excited. Nice. I'm not at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, because... You don't like any extended universe Star Wars stuff. No, though, I Paul. don't. I love Star Wars very much, but I love... It's like the Star you Wars like stuff. The I love the like the yeah the Skywalker. I like the lightsabers and the Darth Vader. So you've never read a you novel. You don't think that's going to be involved in it? No, I don't think it is going to be. No, because it wasn't in the no. no. So no. Have, Wars, you, have, have you Clone ever Wars. read any of the any, any of the extended universe novels? Um, I read Shadow of the Empire. Okay. Yeah, but that one's set like within that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's like Darth Vader is heavily involved. It's right between Return of the Jedi and uh, The Empire Strikes Back. So you seem very loyalist to 4, 5, and 6 and stuff that surrounds that. But I'm I'm betting you're not a Clone Wars kind of guy then. I tried to get into the Clone Wars. I know. Caleb said the same thing to me, too. Clone Wars is so, so good. It is. It's amazing. Yeah. Just a bit of it was boring. It was so (laughs) boring. How much did you just watch the first, like, the movie? 
No, I they watched like the... seasons and seasons, and then Caleb what? was like, "No, no, no, don't watch that season here. Borrow season five or no, six. You have or to watch them me. in order. It's a linear TV show. You can't watch them out also, of order. How can you watch seasons of something and still not like it? Hate it. Hate wow. it. Liar. Okay. No, hate liar. It. They're just like they're... Star Wars is quite limited, and it's like this is what it's Star Wars n- fans no. don't want to admit is that there's only a certain core things that you like. You friggin' nerds. Okay, it's like we have a nerd right in the corner here. I just thought I'd point that. Out. Yeah, nerds We're all, all in this room. Yeah, but I mean, she's got Star Wars tattoos. Like, she's yeah. Yeah. all in. But there's only a certain amount of things that are really quite good and really is like worthwhile when it comes to Star Wars. And that's why they're having a hard time with these extended movies, too, and everything. It's like Rogue One. There was nothing new and original on Rogue One. Why? Because Star Wars is limited. If you go too far outside of Stormtroopers... Adat walkers, star destroyers, lightsaber. If you go outside of that, like George Lucas did in the prequels, we're all like, "What is this crazy nonsense? What is a, what is a battle droids and gungans and glowing blue balls? Terrible! I hate this." Star Wars has to look like the original three trilogy, or else we just get all weird about it. I don't know. No, I think, I you're think on that's your own, what man. works. Yeah, yeah, no, the Johnson. the thing that with the the, <laughs> the problem with the original trilogy was the horrible writing and the love story. Aside from that, like it had everything. Like yeah, the the prequel trilogy. One, sorry. two, and three. Um, like aside from that, it had everything we loved about Star Wars. There was lightsaber battles. We got too to many. Qui Gon Jinn. We got oh my god. Like the Sith, oh. like, are we talking about? Too many? Way too many lightsabers. Oh my God. Yes. In the original trilogy, very rarely did a lightsaber ever come out. That's true. What and are you talking so about? It was powerful. There are so many colors not- of light. There was red. There was green. There was blue. There Three. was purple. No, not in the original trilogy. Yoda had a battle. Oh, you're talking about the original trilogy again. I thought That's we were what I'm saying. Like, and by whipping out a lightsaber, when they hear a noise in the prequel trilogy, which they do... Ruins the lightsaber. It's just like, what is this thing? It's not powerful. It doesn't seem cool anymore. Way too much. How did this turn into a hating Sorry. on Star Wars? Anyway, the saying- extended universe is amazing. You should watch the Clone Wars. I don't believe you that you've watched it. Me neither. I don't when Boba Fett has his like two or three scenes in the original trilogy, it's like, oh, sweet. That's awesome. That's so cool. Oh, and that's all you get from him. And you're like, ah, cool, 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 cool. And that's enough. I'll go play with my action figures now. But I don't need a whole... <sighs> movie or TV show about a guy who kind of dresses the same as him, has the same helmet. That's what this is. It's just like, let's extrapolate a character that was fine for like two or four scenes in the original trilogy. Let's make and drag that out and milk that to death with a whole TV show now. I was going to say, how how do you know? Because he had such little character development in the show. Why wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you want to know what got him there and how he, you know, sort of lives his life as a bounty hunter? No. Oh, jeez. I I was the Star Wars hater. You're not. Hey, let's do a show about Basque Ocelesque, the other bounty hunter that was there and is a lizard and (laughs) did a growl. Bounty hunter, we don't need their scum. And then you see his toenails. Why are his toenails like that? How'd they get so long? Why doesn't he clip them more often? Let's make a TV show about it. Fart! (laughs) <laughs> so, um, in more core Star Wars news, I looked at this headline and I didn't read the article. And I'm honestly considering whether or not I leave the room right now. Title for oh. Star Wars Episode Nine reportedly leaked and rumored details on a new big villain. So I didn't watch this either, and I don't know if I want to know. Okay, Brian, Brian. Well, do we? We can. We can. But talk it's about rumored. It I don't think. I, I yeah. don't think. Okay, what, here's first, my. Yeah. What are the odds that this is real? Between the three of Kirsten, Brian, and I, who have, I don't. I don't think like it's real. it. It does not roll off the tongue. Yeah. I don't think it's real. I don't think it's real. I don't. I don't. But, but, it, but 
Maybe. It could. <laughs> it's, it, you know what? It, like, okay, wait, I don't okay, think wait, it's... I'm just thinking about Bud though. for right now. I'm thinking about Bud and <sighs> anyone who's listening to this podcast who maybe doesn't want to know this spoilery thing. Should we put a spoiler alert? Bud, should you leave? We should definitely put a spoiler well, alert like, on if, you, if you're going to talk about with it. With Avengers, like when they were trying to figure out what the name of the, the next movie was, somebody posited like it was the day after it came out last may they were like oh i think the next avengers movie is going to be called endgame yeah and then everyone was like no oh no 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 that doesn't make any sense and even the writers came out and they said nope it's definitely not called endgame uh the the word of the next movie was definitely not spoken by any character in this movie because of course it's dr strange so we're in the endgame now Mm -hmm. right anyway so i don't know if they heard that and then went back on it and they were like, oh, that's actually a really sweet name. <laughs> or they were just big liar faces. I think they were big liar faces. So yeah. this this title, which we will, I guess, spoil in a second, unless you guys want to leave know, for I don't it. Know. Like, right? do we I don't do? think... We could talk about the validity of it without spoiling it. I don't think... Oh. I, I'm almost, I think it's a good name. Like, it, it makes sense. <laughs> I'm almost more willing to hear it because you guys have sort of discounted it, and I and I feel it sort of holds less weight. Do you promise to not be mad at us if it comes out and this is the actual name oh, of it? Oh, of course I do. Absolutely. Pull a lightsaber and cut your head off. <laughs> <laughs> Should we say it? Well, first, let's, let's give a spoiler alert. Art? Yeah, I'm all right with that. Okay, okay first, here you go. Take spoiler. it away, Mary. Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. All right. Okay. Name of the movie is Ray's parents are Luke Skywalker. (laughs) 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 Star Wars Episode Nine. All your dreams come true, you friggin' whining nerds on the internet. Star Wars Episode Nine. Snoke was significant. (laughs) 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 Your Snoke theory was right. (sighs) Star Wars Episode Nine. We're gonna redo Episode Eight just the way you want it. I love it. Fucking nerds. Okay, you, you guys want to hear it? I, I want to hear it. Okay, it's called Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> ba- no, I'm not going to do a joke. <laughs> Jeez. No. Uh, Balance of the Force. Balance of the Force is a feasible title. Yeah. I kind of like that. And nice. Thanos would like it. Yes, of course he would. Yeah, Absolutely. Balance of the Universe. Everything in balance. Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> <laughs> that probably popped. That's asterisk, funny. snap, asterisk. Um, so what about this new big villain? Well... Okay, for, can we just, I believe this part of it on the um, on the title of just for a second though. The only reason I think that maybe not so valid is like, do we really in a single trilogy goes Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Balance of the Force, Force twice in the th- titles? No other trilogy in the series have got words like that. Do you know what I mean? Like they didn't even say Jedi again in the prequels. It was Sith. I think that's overthinking though. Don't you think so? Don't you? I, I mean, did you know? Do you know the original title of Return of the Jedi was Revenge of the Jedi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I, I kind of loved that. Eventually, we got Revenge of the Sith. Right. I, I kind of thought that was cool because of what it was going to be. And that makes sense. Re- Jedi return, they don't revenge. Yeah. Sith revenge, they don't return. So you know, it's like I think that's the kind of overthinking they put into these titles. Yeah, maybe you're right. So I don't know. So that's the only reason I think Balance of the Force doesn't work. Otherwise, it does make sense as a like. Are wrapping things up. Did you see the the title of the it Skywalker? too? Hmm? Did you see the title? Like the title crawl of it in the article was purple. 
You see that? What? There's a title crawl? Well, it was it wasn't like the the crawl. Oh, the like the, oh, like the just the Star Wars. Logo. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was the purple. Logo. Yeah. Fascinating. Which was yeah. like a whole big thing uh, when Last Jedi came out that it was red, right? Because it's never been red. Um, wow. so what about the Force Awakens? Was oh the Force Awakens God! Blue? I know. Wait yellow. a minute. Sorry, I just know a fact about purple that if this was true purple lightsaber yeah okay so do you, so we all know like oh, the lore of crap. why samuel l jackson had a purple lightsaber right he wanted, he wanted it. because he wanted it yeah. right but if you go and look into the lore of a purple lightsaber where do you get it from so fact like you get your lightsaber through kyber kyber crystals right yep. you fact. get your kyber facts these are facts that you might not know paul <laughs> yeah, I know. science okay know but this. the reason why you actually get a purple lightsaber which is really interesting and now you're a whoa, bad motherfucker <laughs> yeah no it's because you started out came as, with a wallet in pulp fiction <laughs> listen because to you started out as a sith because your sith lightsabers are red and oh. the reason why a sith lightsaber is red is because they've fucked with the kyber crystal to to make it work they're not supposed right. to have these crystals they fucked with it they made it red the reason you would have a purple lightsaber is that if you were a sith who turned back to the light side so, so you started from, out with a red yeah or or you switched to the dark side at some point and you switched back so your crystal oh. is like corrupted and you have a purple lightsaber oh my so God. that i wonder wow. balance of the force why it's purple oh and now it's I'm so thinking, much nerdier than my oh theory my, That's my theory was red and blue make purple <laughs> <laughs> also a fact but that, and honestly, mm. Brian's uh, super simplistic uh, simpleton theory right there, um, sorry, uh, yeah. does does make sense well, because if we're talking Ray balance of the force, yeah. Yeah. yeah, balance. Kylo Ren yeah. has a red one, yeah. and they make purple. Although on this geeky rant website, uh, where we got the purple titles, look at this ad over here for Samuel L. Jackson. That's kind of weird. Yeah, that's yeah, purple. That's pretty strange. Yeah. But ooh, now I'm so excited. Who's so? Someone's gonna. Someone's gonna. Turn well. If if we're gonna take that as a spoiler, then that means that Kylo is is gonna turn to the light side. That would make sense, or because mm-hmm. it's suggesting balance of the force. This is why I was like, I don't necessarily believe in the validity of the title, but I believe in what the th- the theory of the story. Yeah, basically being. You know the it's they're they're going towards one side of the force. Oh, that's not too. It's not great when everything is all goody 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 goody. Go to the other side of the force. It's not great when everything's all bad. Right? There has to be a little bit of a balance. They have to meet mm-hmm. in the middle. So I think this new big villain that they're teasing is basically going to force both sides to really see how they have to come together in order to maintain this sort of balance or whatever mm. well like and that's that. like the whole skywalker trilogy like every everything is all about ooh, they're gonna bring balance to the force like that's always the prophecy and mm, nobody's right. done it yet and luke was supposed to bring balance to the force and he didn't he just disappeared wait, wait what is balance to the force two bad guys two good guys no i th- no. I like it too it's like yeah it's, originally in the original series, series when it was over the thinking was that you know, by uh, defeating Sidious or Palpatine or whatever, mm-hmm. that just there being good Jedi left, that was balancing out the Force. But because the prequels showed us what life was like before when the Jedi ran everything, and that was all kind of corrupt and bloated and bureaucratic, yeah, maybe this does mean like that 
that um, we and need a little bit of both. You need to be able to show emotion like the evil Sith do, but you also need to be. And that's altruistic. kind of what Luke was talking about in the Last Jedi. Yeah, right? totally. He's like he's he was calling out everything from the prequel trilogies, all that those philosophies. Yeah, it's like those guys are a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Yeah, you know this is why I have to bring down you know the, the Jedi, Jedi Order. The Jedi totally. Order. Yeah. And it's like it's it's that kind of thing. It's that kind of like philosophical religious thinking that George Lucas did kind of like put into the original series this mm-hmm. what he was basing Jedi and Sith all on that Ryan Johnson doesn't get enough credit for like putting those philosophies through their paces and uh, taking them through their natural conclusion like all the big twists in The Last Jedi make total sense when you think about it in like a headier like more elevated way so that's why I, I really like that so what's the rumor that there's another big bad villain there will be I don't know there's got to be two Siths right two- that's the rule too Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. But it know can, if, you can be, you can. It's like the master and the apprentice, though. But Kylo Ren said he's not a Sith and he wants to tear that down. So I don't think that he's going to adhere to that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's part of it. Is I think regardless of who this big bad guy is, I think it's the only way to defeat him is to then bring Kylo Ren's side and then and bring Ray's side together to mm-hmm. defeat them. It's like you know, kind of a triangle. It's like the mm-hmm. Matrix. <laughs> And so that was yeah. <laughs> the machines and Neo had to work together to defeat Smith. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the theory is that some big evil villain from the beyond comes right. and is trying to destroy the entire galaxy. Mm-hmm. So Thanos? Yeah. <laughs> Thanos. Pretty much, right? What? Like so it's gonna come out of nowhere. And he's purple? Oh great with that. Whoa! Whoa! It's Grimace. That's James. right. Yeah, amazing. Um, and then that's why I have to work together. Which I kind of like that too, because how do you get bigger than a planet killer or a system killer? So now this villain comes and is a whole galaxy killer. Mm-hmm. It's over the top and ridiculous, but maybe mm-hmm. that's the like logical next step, biggest thing. Wow. All right. Good. Good discussion. Is it December yet? Right. I know. Wow. Let's uh let's stay within the I guess the the, the Disney universe and Well question actually for oh, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. on. If you could only have one. Oh dear, here we go. Which one would you want more? Episode nine. Oh boy. Or endgame. Oh wow. episode nine. Epi- uh, I go endgame. And then we could share. Yeah, I remember hearing this question once is like, if you could only watch one movie this year, what movie would that be? Man. Right. And I was like, well, you know, I feel like with Star Wars, I'd be just content with somebody telling me what happened. If I'm not allowed to watch that movie, okay. I'd be content with somebody just telling me that happened. But Avengers, with you have to Avengers, right? Because there's been all these movies. I feel like I have to experience it. And, you know, I think Star Wars kind of shot themselves in the foot about this because now there's been a longer timeline with the early release of Solo. And so there's been a long, there's a longer gap in between. And the interest has probably waned where the interest for Endgame is just hype. Which is crazy because it's only been a year. Mm-hmm. Like, they've only waited a year, whereas, you know, Star Wars is two and yeah. then Solo in the middle. Or but our attention so uh, she so said short. episode nine. Uh, Ryan said Endgame. Paul? I think episode nine. I'm going to have to say Endgame. That's really interesting. We're really split. So, Art, if you could only choose one between Episode 9 and Endgame. Yeah, I do too. I'm going Endgame. Yeah, Yeah, I knew that. He's he's, been wanting this movie for a long time. (laughs) That's a good one. So, let's talk about the whole 30 seconds we got of Avengers Endgame in this Super Bowl commercial. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) 
What was the line? How, how, how much up. time do we have left to talk about this? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Been going for half an hour. So, I didn't uh, see it. At, like, I was watching the Super Bowl and I did yeah. not see this commercial. Yeah, oh, I know when. I know exactly kickoff. when it happened because yeah, I have a really... time stamped text message from Hilarious. Art. Hilarious. Fucking spoiling it for me. <laughs> Art? What did he spoil, though? He said his text message read, and I guess, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this trailer, but why now? Um, his text message read. So, like, I texted him because Jason Lamb was sick. Jason texted me and was like, can I find uh, a replacement for the morning show? I texted Art, uh, who's like, oh, I can't because I'm covering for Heather, plus I'm super drunk. <laughs> and then he just proceeded to keep texting me other things. Uh, I got and lots then, of Super Bowl texts from Art, too. Yeah, and so and then, and then I was texting him back and forth about, yeah, you know what? The main thing that I'm really hyped about with the Super Bowl is the Avengers trailer. I know we're going to see one today. And then about five minutes later. It happened right Five after. minutes later, yeah. He texted and he's like, I just saw it. Cap got his shield back. Oh, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad about that. Now, if when I think about it now, I'm like, of course he hasn't seen this. It just happened. It just happened. <laughs> it just happened, and I texted him. Oh, that was so. I would have been happy. Poor, so, like, because if you had said, I just, I, I just saw it, and then another text message came in with Cap got his shield back, I would have known. Not to see that, te- <laughs> not to read that text message before I went and saw it. How but. great a Sunday was it? I mean, Captain America in real life got his oh, su- no, no. sixth Super Bowl ring. Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> yeah. Universe wow. got his wow. shield back. Oh, wow. It could not get any better. Sunday was just a masterpiece. Why did they do it before the game? Well, I didn't okay, see it so, until after. Yeah, I have theory on that. It probably costs more mm-hmm. to do it to do it during the game. During the game, yeah. Uh, well, so. avocados had money to play an ad during the Super Bowl. And I was gonna say Marvel's not hurting. Yeah, and I also think if like, well, it was on it was on CBS, right? So I think I don't know if did, if it was on ABC, it probably would have been during the game. That's, oh, that's just interesting. What I think. Okay. Yeah, that's well, one thing I think. I actually read a big thing about why there were so few good commercials this year, and so few like, especially these movie trailer commercials. Mm-hmm. This is like. These movies with Star Wars, Marvel, all this do not need to be spending five million dollars. No. They do not need to have that kind of investment. People, the, the hype is already there. That's they why I'm that not audience. surprised that it was just a thirty second spot yeah. too, because it was like they don't need another minute and a half long commercial. No, people would be ticked about that. They'll yeah. say you're giving away too many details. Are we going to talk about how great it was though? Let's talk mm. about let's talk about what happens in the trailer. So we open up. There's like a this super duper super cut of a bunch of people, and then the the majority. So all the people that they supercut yep. in there they're all the people um, that have gotten snapped except for Rocket Raccoon they showed like the the um, Guardians of the Galaxy in the um, in the jail there oh yeah right. Rocket's the in so there, Rocket's yeah. there everybody else but everybody there. else is there they did the whole like uh, everything that's red in the footage is colored red in that that thing just yeah. to symbolize the 10 in this Marvel Studios logo yeah the Marvel Studios 10 logo comes up and then it is Snapped away. Snapped away. <laughs> and then, yeah, we open up on uh, shots of uh, New York City and City Field and then Cap in a, uh, a support group. So the shots of New York City is interesting because, yeah, well, one, the Statue of Liberty has all these boats around it, um, which is very interesting to see. Uh, you see the City Field and you see like kind of like in the parking lot, all the cars are just bunched up. Like, there was a mass chaos, and maybe people went into the field and stuff. You watched whatever, this so. a lot closer than I did. This is incredible. I'm seeing this stuff now. This is wild. The boats around um, 
the Statue of Liberty too are like I heard one theory that oh it was just a bunch of people who were at sea and they just decided to head for you know the biggest port they could in New York and yeah. then, rather than kind of park their boats illegally or whatever they just plowed them into Ellis Island there but that looks more even like a shanty town or something like people are living there like mm-hmm. this is not just like this isn't a panic but an establishment yeah and, well, I think and it kind of reads into it that it's like wow not just as like half my family gone but I guess I'll be sad and get back to life it's like things are really fucked up because of this like, it's almost a symbolic thing too because like anytime you see the Statue of Liberty in any sort of decimation like say Planet of the Apes yeah. or the day after tomorrow or um, fuck 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 or uh, independent Independence Day, Day. Yep. you know, like you see it, Cloverfield, yeah, or yep. Cloverfield, yeah, you see it, and it's like it's this symbolic thing of like where the hell is the world gone, right? Right, and this it here if you're on you know, if you're on a boat and like half the people on your boat sort of all of a sudden disappear, and there's all sorts of chaos, and you're hearing about all this chaos. It's almost a symbolic thing to want to go to that very well known port and see this very well known symbol, right? Tour, you know, sorry, Kristen, what were you going to say? Uh, well, you were just talking about how it's it's like everybody has gone and moved here and lived here, and it kind of looks like a little shanty town. And like in a couple of shots later, we see Cap in the support group. But like it is kind of established that this is something that happened, you know, a while ago because they have this poster. Where do we go now that they're gone? So yeah. it's like they they have like. I mean, like, honestly, if this was a real thing, what would you do if like half the people you knew disappeared? Cry. And it seems like in this world, everyone is kind of coming together. To mm-hmm. They've accepted it. To support themselves. And what do you do? Well, the, whoever's doing the narration, I don't know if it's, That's like, Cap. If it's Cap or if it's Tony. I don't, I don't understand the narration when he goes, some people move on. How do you move on from that? From uh-huh. half the universe. Well, yeah. maybe some people, because like there, it looks like there has been a significant time jump, so it yeah. feels like maybe you Do know, we know you have the had, time jump. Have well, we been? my see, and that's the thing. That's another thing that this trailer in within thirty seconds it kind of shows that there is because it shows there's a you see this shot like so in that last trailer you see a shot of uh, Black Widow explaining like Thanos won he wiped out half the population and she has really short hair right. in that scene where she's um, shooting towards a target she has long enough hair to put into po- to a ponytail so it's like there's yes. going to be a little bit of, bit of a prologue just above and then, her shoulders now yeah. <laughs> I love that in trailers these are the things we can pull her hair is long enough to put in a ponytail now so that well, but it represents <laughs> a change in time it does it, it represents does. a change in time because like look at here so in the field outside of the Avengers facility they're looking up and she has short hair there so maybe this and it looks like they're looking up. So maybe God, Scarlett Johansson. Spoilers. I know, right? Yeah. So maybe they're when they're looking up, that's kind of Tony Stark makes it home or something. And could then, be oh. misdirect. Maybe it's CGI hair. It, it, it could be. It could be misdirect. <laughs> so yeah, later in the shooting scene, she's got hair long enough to French braid it and put in a tail that goes down. <laughs> but you know, third of the way down oh her back. Oh my gosh! Like that, you know, it's a French braid. But yeah, so we don't, we haven't been told. <laughs> he has a he's got a, a nine-year-old yeah, girl, know, so that's why. why. So there, there is no. We haven't been told like, hey, this movie is taking place X amount of time after. No. And we've only been told uh, well I've read articles and I guess this might just be rumors but like all of the scenes so far in the trailers that have been released are only footage from the first 20 minutes of the film. How long oh. do you guys think it is uh, okay this first 20 minutes like I would reckon it's at least a year two years. 
Do you think they're going to time jam more? I'd say more than that. Five years? Brian's been... That was your original guess. My original guess is 10. And I would would venture... Like, I would still maybe stick to that. Marvel 10 or... Yeah, well, I also am thinking like 10 years because... And this is like uh, way back to a rumor because like Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why has been cast in this and she has a mystery role. Mm -hmm. I think she's playing Cassie Lang, like Ant-Man's daughter, but like a grown-up version. Interesting. Yeah, that's why I think 10 years. You also love these because you loved your time travel theory and this is why I hate time travel is because if it's one, two, or even five years, like Mm -hmm. we get a sense of like, you know, how long this has been and this has really settled in before then people come back and make it right. Whereas, like, if it's time travel is involved, make it five years, make it ten years, make it a million years, because it doesn't even matter. Nothing matters when you're just able to go back in time mm-hmm. and undo. That's why, I, again, like, I dislike the time I travel. I think you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to you're gonna owe me life. And, Paul, you've got 20 minutes to get used to the fact that there won't be time travel. And then there'll be time travel, maybe. Who knows? And then but I'm yeah, just going to okay, sit there with my it. arms crossed, mad. <laughs> Wish I would have seen Star Wars instead. <laughs> Lousy art. My one movie. One. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we cut to a scene of Tony Stark holding welding goggles in front of his eyes. And I love this. Nebula, and they're working on something. Yeah. They're, trying, they're trying to get that ship back the ship, off that Yeah, of course, because they're probably out in that's space. That's a callback to Iron Man 1. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, the scene with, uh, who we got here, uh, Cap and Black Widow and the Hulk and Don Cheadle's character. And a lot of space. There's room yeah. for one more person. Who would that be? I don't know. Uh, have we noticed the, the leg the leg thingies? Is what? That, uh, Those leg thingies were on there in Infinity War. Okay, right. Okay, that's, that's right. That's his brace. Yeah, his spine. Perhaps. Yeah, anyway, they're Anthony walking through Stark. the fields uh, outside and they're Could looking be. up. And yeah, there is a space for a fifth person. Yeah. And we have a shot a rocket somewhere with a crab trap outside, I think. The um, thing I love about this uh, shot about rocket, and everybody's talking about the lobster trap, but I don't know if anybody's realizing why. And this is for people that are, are like pretty hardcore Guardians of the Galaxy fans too and Rocket Raccoon fans. He loves that lobster. Is his is his original outfit in the comic book. Oh, so if you pull up a, if you cool. pull up an image of Rocket Raccoon, he's wearing nice. that green with the uh, red stripe with a right red stripe. That's cool. Wait, why Another? is everyone going on about the lobster trap? Well, lobster it trap. just kind of clues into where he might. It's be. relevant to a location because um, one of the theories is that he's actually in Norway. Maybe Thor's moved to mm. Norway and tried to set up Thorway? Asgard. Well, okay. they tried to set up Asgard to like oh, in, the, sure, in the area sure. where oh, his right, dad died. Right? All the Asgardians, right? Well, now a quarter well, maybe, of them. Ex- <laughs> maybe, yeah. There's like half of the surviving of the members left. The, yeah, okay. Um, the lobster trap could also um, allude to Maine because we're going to learn Captain Marvel is from there. Yeah. Or that's like a place that she considers home on Earth. Yeah. So there's going to be some connection between yeah. us, obviously. Uh, yeah. And then we have a shot of um, Black Widow in the beautiful locale with this stunning uh, I was going to say, say you're going to say yeah, beautiful French that? braid. <laughs> the French braid is nice, I will admit. That's going to be Avengers, Avengers a compound, don't you reckon? No. Over the water? No. There's a lake there. No, no. Not this vast, I don't think. What? Look down here. So we've got so that's an antenna array and and some sort of dock facilities. I'm not sure what it is. It's, it's definitely industrial, but maybe a new sort of Avengers complex. I mean, we have a freaking indoor shooting range. So when Tony Stark blasts the new Spider-Man outfit out of the side of Avengers Plaza and it shoots up to space, does you it, see it's like that, on a lake. There's a lake there. Totally. Oh. No. Okay. I would be willing to. I, like I, I what didn't pay that, that much close attention to that part, but I wouldn't put it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put that out. Yeah. 
After that, we have a shot of Ant-Man and War Machine flipping down their masks, looking super duper cool. Oh, there's a tree outside. There was no trees. It can't be Avengers compound. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, just the catching up here. Oh, yeah, the here. tree shot. Yeah, yeah tree? and then uh, very emotional Thor. Not sure what's happening here. It's just for a quick second. Um, is that Stormbreaker? What is that? That's no, that's, that's still Thor, isn't it? Yeah, that's Stormbreaker in his hand. Oh, wait, sorry. It looks, looks like an umbrella, awesome. hey? Yeah, it, it totally looks like an umbrella. He's, he's walking, like, oh, he's walking out. Um, it actually looks rather... Um, um, oh, boy. It looks like Magneto. Black Panther's... Uh, oh, yeah, it looks it like looks Wakanda. Like Wakanda, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it could be the planet where um, where Thanos currently is, That's starting a farm. Because yeah. 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 wouldn't it be just like Thor to just run after him himself? It totally yeah. would. And, and he would and that, that, go with for that, the headshot. Yeah, with that Stormbreaker, he's right up there with Thanos, isn't he? With mm-hmm. Winter he does look like Mary Poppins right now. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> looks like With the cloak and the umbrella. And uh, quick shot of... What, what, Ronan, are we calling him now? Ronan... Uh, well, Still Hawkeye. Hawkeye. He'll that. still be Hawkeye. Okay, because he's got the he's got the arrows now. Oh, yeah. um, there is a noticeable shine of red on his face. So like, whoever he's facing down is either in a cave that has like a red thing, or could maybe, be fighting over lava. You never know. Yeah. Um, and then the the oh, the incredible the sort of the money shot <laughs> that some people would, art would consider. Uh, we have the very shaky the the hand of of Cap, and he's got he's holding leather straps. And I've heard they're I've, attached to his shield, and his shield is back. Yeah, I've read some things. People guessing that maybe it, this isn't Cap. This is the next person trying oh. to get used to the shield. No. That's a good theory, though. Yeah. That's not a bad theory. I and but there is the next scene here shows Cap holding a shield. So I. Yeah, it's we're gonna get. Profile. We're gonna get. The only reason Cap has his shield back is for that great cinematic scene that's coming, payoff scene where Tony hands him the shield. That's the only way Cap's gonna have the shield back. Am you I right? So? He did have it back in that shot though. He was walking with. Which it. is why I think that's why probably that's why Tony Stark, Stark will be back. Is, yeah, maybe Tony Stark was edited out. Steve Rogers shot. isn't gonna use that shield unless a Stark gives it to him. Well, who do we have walking in order here? We've got uh, in in this in Captain this America. Scene is sort of like a hangar in in the Avengers scene. The sun's in the background. Most people are in in, in shadow. So Captain America first. Then we mm-hmm. have is that Thor? Thor. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. And Ant Man. Uh, Ant-Man. And then uh, War, War Machine. Machine. But there's a space between War Machine and Ant-Man. Right. Is there somebody behind? There is somebody behind um, War Machine. I can't tell who it is. I don't think there is. Yeah, I think there is. It's, it's Hawkeye. It's, it's right Hawkeye. Here. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye. That makes sense. But, yeah, no Nebula, no Tony Stark, and no anybody else who has snapped. But, again, legit, this could all be happening in the, very, in the first 20 seconds Is there of a little film. imagery in that shot? You know, the darkest, or the night is darkest before the sunrise, you know, this is... Yeah. That's a that's a dark night quote. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, uh. But hey, let me point this out. Purple titling on April. So Samuel oh, Jackson. Balance yeah. of the yeah. Stones. I yeah, we're just, so just that, that means Nick Fury's purple. back because Nick Fury was Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson oh had a purple God. lightsaber. Brian, that's incredible. And a wallet that said "bad motherfucker." Yep. <laughs> I well, in Winter Soldier, he has a lightsaber as well. Right? Yeah, what? that thing that he uses yeah, to, to get underground. To get out of the car. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was so awesome. awesome. That was so, so awesome. cool. Uh, just li- looking holistically at this uh, trailer, it was only 30 seconds, but they gave us all new footage, and they didn't tell us anything that was happening. Kind of incredible, they hey? Gave, they gave nothing away. It is the perfect teaser. That's why I loved it. Absolutely perfect. It got you jazzed for the movie without telling you anything and giving you 
all these new shots because anything any action is a spoiler with this movie so here's my question to you guys if they don't and they they are going to give us a two minute trailer it's going to happen they they just feel like they have to the marketing people but if we got nothing else yes my answer is yes are you okay with that going into this movie yeah yeah i don't like i'm gonna go see the movie i don't need a bunch of trailers i'm just waiting for the first like my countdown right now is to the first day that i can buy tickets Mm, I believe that. I know. Are we going to go to the midnight show or the 7 p.m. on the Thursday it's gonna show? It's a school night, Kirsten. Well, I'm going to talk about it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I'm going to talk yeah. about it so loud, okay, too. Me too. Right outside cool. Brian. Yeah. Oh, my cool. God. Yeah. All right, you passed along this Netflix thing, didn't you? Well, uh, well, I didn't say we'd have to talk about it. I just saw a tweet on it. Well, we've talked it about it in the beginning, so we're going to talk about it now. Okay, it was just Netflix because Netflix has... Like all the Harry Potter movies, well, not all of them. <laughs> not all of them. Yeah, so there's like four movies they haven't put on, the first four movies. And I guess they've been getting a lot of flack for it. Just like people have been raging for them taking Bob's Burgers off the service. Yeah. They did. Uh, Netflix uh, quote, uh, tweets, here's what you missed in the first four Harry Potter movies. Ding! Snakes love Harry. Ding! Dudley is the worst. Ding! Harry and Ron irresponsibly flew a car. Ding! A chamber was opened, bad things happened. Ding! Hermione saves everyone, gets no thanks. Ding! <laughs> A vampire tied. A vampire tried to win a wizarding cup. That confused me the first time I read it. I was like, "What? I don't a remember vampire? vampires." Oh, being oh in this Robert movie. Pattinson. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Kirsten is. I think you're the biggest Harry Potter fan amongst us. Does, Thank you. Do you do you think that someone like let's pretend that there's someone who hasn't seen all the Harry Potter movies and wants to blast through them? Caleb Kirby uh-huh. in December. <laughs> he did, yeah, but he did all of them. But let's say they only have Netflix and they don't and can't be bothered to go and source the other first four for themselves from a legal reputable place like your DVD store. Right. Read the are books. They, are they really? D- <laughs> <laughs> those mo- those He's books not are wrong. great. And He's then not wrong. and then watch the movies. That's when it really picks up in the movies, and you really need that imagery. But still, you yes. can't watch the movies because the first four start, are on Netflix. You can't start yeah. at the fourth movie. No, you yeah. can't. Well, if you like, read the books, you can. Yeah, but like you can't start. But Netflix. you the movies the are such different experiences, they though, are. and they're di- totally different. You can't just say read the first book and then pick up in the second movie. You can't do that for any book and movie series. I feel no, like you, you can't. Can you can't. You can't pick it up at the fourth movie. Mm-hmm. No, you have to watch. And, and actually, it's the fifth movie, isn't it? They don't even have the first. It's the first four they don't have. Yeah, yeah. So they start at five. Yeah, no. So why is this the case? Why was Netflix able to get these the first, the last bunch, but not the first bunch? Probably licensing. Maybe it was yeah. too expensive. They didn't want to spend the money. Yeah, they they've spent, spent all, all the money on friends. Yeah, they spent it all on friends. So. Okay, but then this, I think, was the right move. As far as just, like, movies to watch. And uh, so not for the Caleb Kirby's of the world who haven't and want to blast for the whole thing. For those of us who just want to revisit these movies, who have seen them all, who know the story inside and out, but feel like a rainy day spent with our good friends Ron and Harry and Hermione, those last bunch of movies are the far superior movies. Totally. And also, they're, they're newer, right? So, like, you would expect that you have seen the first four. So maybe Netflix didn't want to splurge for those because, you know, oh, you've seen those, but maybe you, like, dropped off after four and didn't see any of the other ones. So, mm. I don't know. It makes sense to me, but I can see why people would be pissed about it. Like, if, if they put ha- if they bought half of Friends and they're like, we only start at <laughs> season six, I'd be like, well, what the fuck is this? What yeah. is even the point? You yeah. know, have it or don't. Like, so, I get that. And honestly, I am one of those people. I think I trailed off after four in terms of the movies. Um, you trail just, off after four? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't know. I just I I I I don't have solid recollections 
of watching Five and Up. I um, they're the best. Ones. Well, I kind of think too. I well, okay. I don't know. I think I thought that uh, well, the Goblet of Fire that was the fourth one. Yeah, that was like it wasn't wasn't that good. What? From but like the book because the book was so good. Well, sure. And I feel like they couldn't match what the book did in that. Agreed. So that was my like when I'm watching the films like this was kind of a letdown. This is not the only tweet they put out about this, and so if anything, we need to say good job to Netflix and your Twitter person for like taking They're killing it, taking mm-hmm. the flack, and then chirping right back. And like, yeah, absolutely, they know, are doing a no, great job at being a sentient account. Yeah, there's like no, um, oh, we're so sorry, and we'll try our best or whatever. There's no apologies here. It's just like here's what it is, you dummies. No. And America gets none of the Harry Potters, so there you go. <laughs> That's one, right? This is just Netflix. Canada we're talking about. It's so great that they're chirping back about stuff like this. Agreed. I, you know, so long as that attitude is consistent, mm-hmm. I think there's there's nothing wrong with that. One other trailer that we should talk about is Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw. God, it was a good trailer. I, um, Dylan, who shares these trailers with us. Dylan on, Wilkes. On, yeah, yeah, on Facebook. My he main had, source of finding out what to watch. The best quote was from him when uh, sharing this this trailer with us was, uh, this is going to be the stupidest movie that I ever enjoy this year. <laughs> <laughs> Too right. So I think The Rock is like, it's his mo- movie production. Like, it's all his. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard about this movie, and I love the scene. If you haven't seen it yet, there's a there they show this one scene where he like jumps off a roof, pretty much, and these guys are like, "Were they parachuting down? What are they doing? They parachuting like, down? Did you watch parachuting it? down the the building? Yeah, down the building. No, they're, they're like, repelling. Like, oh, repelling. repelling. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, and, he's and like, free falling for a bit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, As Jason Statham rides the elevator. Yeah, like the right. bad guy. The bad guys are repelling, and I think the rock starts to repel and then just jumps and lands on two or three guys that are repelling. And uh, Jason Statham's character is, he makes the move to jump, but then yeah. You know, so he this just is a spinoff from Fast and the Furious. Yeah, but uh, you know it what? Gives I us everything we love about Fast and the Furious. I think this is also their exit, like especially the Rock's exit from Fast and the Furious because I don't think he's going to be in Fast and the Furious 9. No, Vin Diesel and The Rock do not They do not like each other. This could have been called Fast and the Furious Presents Fuck You, Vin Diesel. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the... I'm not going to say I love the movies, but I like watching the movies because of the crazy-ass stunts that they pull off. Ridiculous. It's right up there with Mission Impossible. Mm -hmm. The, The stunts, the action scenes are something to behold. Really, they are. And I know Paul is like, oh, no, but they <laughs> That's are exactly like really, right. yeah. they yeah. are really worth watching because they're cinematic gold. Those scenes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> all right, now, all right, do you mean cheesy cinematic gold? Sure. All right, mm-hmm. go, Paul. Well, as you all know, I have a hatred for Fast and the Furious movies. But when I asked, when I sent this, but trailer, Hot Wheels, hey, but Hot Wheels, <laughs> <laughs> not if it's like that. No, no. no. But um, I, well, just I, I think that uh, when I sent this out. I asked you guys to explain to me, like, what the fuck is this going to be, this Hobbs and Shaw? I kind of think I get it now a little, like, that it's an offshoot and everything. And this is where I want to get down with it. Because action movies like this are fun. And they're dumb. And they're stupid. It's it's the phony car chases that piss me off about Fast and the Furious. Right? And I, I, there's not enough for me there between phony car chases and, like, this bullshit, like, overacting, phony baloney, like, we're a family, all the time, like, <laughs> shut up, I'm not going to sit through this, like, fake emotional stuff to get to car chases or phony action, cartoon action chases, wow. whereas this looks really fun, it looks like it's going to be 
not centered on cars that aren't really there. It's just going to be fun, right? It's just going to be a silly, silly action movie. It sure looks like it. Now, do you, you and think, I are going together to watch this in theater. I'll watch it in well. theaters. Do you think I will? Will I miss out? I know there's going to be a thousand million winky fan servicey nods to the entire all twelve fucking fast. You know and what? Movies. I don't know if there will be much. I would I would really? venture a guess that like if if anybody from the original Fast and the Furious franchise makes any sort of cameos, it's not going to be any like like it's not going to be Vin Diesel. It's not going to be Tyrese Gibson because we, you know, we know those two fucking hate The Rock. Yeah, um, probably going to be ludicrous with some sort of tech thing or Game of Thrones chick uh, Emmanuel. I was or say, Natalie I, Emmanuel. This is how I was going to get you into it. I the was just trying woman? to find her name. Oh, I like her. Here. Oh yeah, man, I like her. I heard she's in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I doubt the Wonder Woman. Cameos. I just think it's going. Yeah, uh, Gal Gadot. Yeah, Gal Gadot. No, Gadot. Gadot. You guys, it's not French. Spoiler alert. No, she didn't. No, she comes back. She comes back. No, she dies. No, 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 no. They think she's dead, and then she comes back. Like there's a whole movie about oh, she's dead, and she. No, that's, that's Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. When does Gal Gadot die? I don't remember her dying. In the in the movie where they're trying to get Michelle Rodriguez back. Yeah. Hang on, are you guys telling me because I haven't seen so any of them? I'm sorry, Wonder Woman. No, died. no, no, it's fine. But is Wonder Woman in the Fast and the Furious movie? Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. That's, I this know. is like that was like one of her first mainstream movies. What? That's was so Fast cool. And the I had Four. no idea. That's so funny. Wow. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. But yeah, um, there is supposed to also be um, uh, like a spinoff of Fast and Furious movies with just the female characters, too. So maybe she could come back. Who knows? This movie to me, and again, I'm just coming from a guy who's seen none of them. This mm-hmm. looks like a departure from the CGI car chases. This looks like a buddy cop movie. I still yeah. think we're going to get you know, that, though. And I, I think there's nothing wrong with that. From what I saw in the trailer, it looks funny. I might go see it detached of all the Fast and the Furious stuff, because I think that's kind of done. I think it's wild that it's like so neat that they wanted to put The Rock and Jason Statham in a movie together. And I guess cash in a little bit on like their names and their backstories from these other movies. But like... The bad guy Idris Elba is a superhero. That's what I wanted you guys to explain to what? me. I know what That's, the hell, which is hilarious because if you go back and think about Fast and the Furious One, which came out in two thousand and one, right. the whole plot of that was hijacking delivery trucks to steal DVD players. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're talking about super superheroes. Yeah, yeah. Wait, does he really have superheroes? He's, well, he's, he's got, got like this enhancement or something. It's a combo of things. That, uh, it appears to be, anyways, combo of things have been done to his body, and, and he looks like he's like. Back. Bulletproof and his crazy suit, and he just like with one punch is overpowering both of our heroes, and so he seems like a real force to be reckoned with. From the trailer, it's classic like setup of a superhero movie. Oh yeah, yeah. A thing has been done to you, and now you're wearing a suit, and now you have superpowers. (laughs) All right, well let's all see it together. Let's all hold hands. I'll totally go. It looks fun. Yeah, I I watched. I had a friend of mine tell me once that the Fast and the Furious movies are like the best. Uh, running like eight movies ever, like so consistent, like oh, so. I'll like, take the Mission Impossible over goes it. Goes through but... them, blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll watch them. And so last year, I watched all whatever seven of them. Ah, I think he oversold it. Yeah, it, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I would me. never have said. Like, I love it. I love them. And I never would have said that. I was, I I was say like, that, that, that was such a weird comment. And like, oh no, but it's so consistent. Like they, no. don't, they don't make any mistakes. Like you know, if someone no. if someone d- says something in movie two they they don't misquote it in movie seven what the fuck 
They just drink Corona no. and talk about their families all the time. That's somebody who's never know. seen an Oscar movie or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. There's Fast and the Furious apologists, and then there's that guy. But it does yeah. get more ridiculous. Like, yeah, the first one, they're stealing DVDs, and the last one, they're like a nuclear sub in Russia that they're trying to like disarm or something. And I love it. It's like just crazy-ass shit that it, they put to TV. I think they get to the they, big screen. They got to a point in the franchise where they're just kind of like... Fuck it. What other cool stuff can we do? Yeah. You know? And it was just like, that's just what I love about him. I know I'm going in to watch a, a, a stupid movie, but I was entertained all the way through. <laughs> Whereas, like, Transformers dragged its feet with, like, five crappy movies. This didn't. It just uh-huh. kept going. So that's the way I see it. Has anybody else seen What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Show what you want to talk about that? Sure. Let's do it. Um, kind of coming out of nowhere for me, although I know there were teasers last year, but first I heard of it was just this week. What We Do in the Shadows is going to be adapted into a series on the FX channel. Um, what We Do in the Shadows was this movie uh, from Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement of Flight of the Concords. Hilarious bizarre movie basically vampires in and how they're dealing with modern day society yeah hilarious just oh my god i can't i can't say enough about how ridiculous and silly and wonderful this movie is and we were supposed to get because they they faced off against some some lichens in the some werewolves in the in the movie we were supposed to get a little spin-off from the werewolves called Werewolves, which is really funny. I love that <laughs> title. Um, but now uh, a series is coming. There was a surprise screening at New York Comic Con last October, and the series will run on FX starting on March 27th. It's set in New York, and it looks like we have three main vampires, Nandor, Laszlo, and Nadja. And Nandor, Nandor has a familiar. For those not familiar with familiars, uh, they're usually supernatural assistants to things like witches and whatnot that take on the shape uh, or form of animals. So this guy, this regular person, is the human familiar to Nandor and basically brings him virgins and people that he can eat. And then later in the trailer, we see this guy named Colin Robinson. This is this sort of dopey office worker looking guy who is an energy vampire and works in an office and will either bore or annoy you to death and sap your energy that way. It just looks ridiculous and wonderful, and I'm very much on board for seeing this. I like uh, Taika, or how do you say his name? Taika Watiti, I believe. Taika? Taika. Oh my gosh. Taika. He, I, I don't know, like, he can do no wrong for me right now. Like, after Thor Ragnarok, which, like, him coming out of left field, like, I still think it's amazing that Marvel let him direct Fully that agreed. movie. Like, Fully where agreed. did you come from? Uh, like, you've never really done an action. you never really done, like, this is my whole, like, Bradley Cooper scenario. And Thor came out of the dark world, which was, like, so depressing and dark. And, and here blah. comes this, like, kind of semi-unknown director that Marvel has taken a chance on to do Thor Ragnarok. Who also mm-hmm. cameos in his, in his uh, shows, Well, and he's, what is it, Gronk? Gonk? Yeah, something like that. Korg. <laughs> Korg? Gronk. Gronk is Star Wars. Sorry. I'm uh, Gronk is a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Oh, God. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off, ghost. Like, he's so good. I love him. Um, so he can do no wrong. And what we do in the shadows uh, was something that I just I, I don't know like I don't even remember why I watched it or, or like what, where it came from hilarious like I will say you have to appreciate uh, like British humor it's New Zealand humor but you have to it's not that like that American humor that we're used to but it's so so good and I'm so excited and Matt Berry is in it um, who is uh, from 
uh, the IT crowd. And Matt Berry plays Laszlo. Toast of London. And, uh, anyway, it's I'm really excited for this. And Taika, uh, one day I'll learn how to say your name. <laughs> there, there has been a spinoff from what we do in the shadows called Wellington Paranormal, which is two cops. Oh. Yeah, the two cops from what we do in the shadows investigating supernatural occurrences. That's only out in the UK. Um, <gasps> oh, yeah. I've, is it good? Have you seen it? I've just seen the first episode. And yes, it's brilliant. And again, as Kirsten says, it's very much that that Kiwi and, and UK sort right. of understated, like things are happening and so it's these two cops. It's a it's a guy and a girl, and in the the opening scene, there's this possessed young lady who is just spewing, you know, corrosive vomit, and her eyes are glowing, and she's speaking, and you know, with somebody else's voice, and the it's the the lady cop, and she's just like, oh yeah, she's uh, just throw, throwing up. Doesn't look too well. She's throwing throwing up a lot. <laughs> this kind of thing, very sort of matter of fact, because she's she's playing it for the camera. It's a right. cop style documentary. Um, I absolutely love love it though. I I am desperate to watch more of them. Yeah, Wellington Paranormal is from what I've seen, hilarious. And yeah, loosely ties into that universe as well. I like it. I don't want a Flight of the Concords movie and I don't want another um, what we do in the Shadows movie. I think this type of humor is so good and um, so digestible and works perfectly in a series like this. Mm -hmm. So I'll get down on this series too. Nice. Anything else we want to talk about? We're getting we're getting to time here. Just uh, I want to um, recommend if you haven't seen the trailer yet for this James Gunn movie called Brightburn. Oh, it's like a horror movie version of Superman. You should what? check it out. I'm gonna write Brightburn. that down. Looks fucked up. Oh. Right, burn. And I'm going to put an asterisk on this, so hopefully it goes in the show notes at the zone.fm slash podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it so it will happen. Um, is anybody watching any Star Trek Discovery at all this season? Oh, yes. Reviews and recommendations. Uh, nope. I haven't quite gotten to it yet. I'm still yeah. working on the short treks. Is it okay? okay? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can uh, re- recommend shit. It's like, it's so ridiculous. There's like, there's a ghost in it this season. And, the um, Red Angel? Fuck off, ghost. No, no. <laughs> Corn doesn't say fuck. Yeah, he does. He says piss off. I thought he said this is fuck off. PG-13. No. Um, no, it's not even the Red Angel. It's like a ghost. Like, oh, seriously, wow. Like a spooky... Legit ghost. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. But then um, I watched right after it a classic Star Trek episode, and uh, in that one, they were like reading an alien, the U.S. Constitution. So I was like, <laughs> like Star Trek is bullshit. <laughs> Every single thing Let's about Star Trek Let's just not try is, and take it too seriously in yeah, general. Yeah, so stupid. But you need to talk about this Star Trek versus Rent thing that came out of nowhere and was... Oof, uh, so good, so bad. Like Rent the Musical? Yeah. Mm. Have you not seen it? No. I'm going to link to it in the show notes so you can go to... Anyways. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, Anthony Rapp, uh, who plays uh, Engineer uh, Stamets in Star Trek Discovery, he was in Rent, the the, the original Broadway production and the, uh, and the movie, and his character was... Uh, like, dang it. it! Everybody is going to be yelling at me. Rent guy. Everybody's going to be yelling at me. But he's he's the the renter. But that's the thing. Yeah. So he's he's the he's is the filmmaker. Um, yeah, he's a filmmaker. And so yeah, so that's what this that's what this rent parody is. He's talking about five hundred twenty five thousand six hundred reboots, and it's oh, very very tongue in cheek. And they have um, uh, Michael Burnham, and who's just. Bad singer. Uh, I love yeah. them. They try so hard. And and Saru, Doug Jones, and they have um, Tilly in there as well. All it's, it's shot on the set. And it's just this hilarious 
parody of what we all understand of the nerddom of Star Trek and completely tongue-in-cheek and, ex- and accepting of it all. And it's promo for the show. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's pretty funny. All right. Um, anything else? Anything else we're going to Brian was right. It's Piss off, ghost. <laughs> you looked that up in PG the movie. Yeah. Who wouldn't get a rock monster to say fuck off? <laughs> I, know, ghost, I don't know. That's what I remembered. Um, is that Pearl short from Pixar worth watching? Oh, that Pearl short. So this is the. It was the, eight minutes and six seconds, so I didn't watch it. No, oh that's my not goodness. short. Too long. First yeah. and in your run times. Mm-hmm. So this is a spark shorts, which is a new thing that Pixar is doing to, to get other people involved. And yeah, this is a this is a, a movie about a feminist ball of yarn that goes to work at a men's 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 office, mm. and how she fits in, and it's. <laughs> fascinating and weird and it's Pixar and I know it and I can identify it but then they say ass in it it's Ooh. it's it's really interesting to see how Pearl uh, you know changes her image to adapt to all the men and then she sort of starts to fit in yeah, but I then another I want to know why a ball of yarn is saying ass but then another ball of yarn and then it comes says, in fuck off ghost <laughs> <laughs> why do you why did you growl at the feminist aspect the ball of, it? of yarn and the feminist ball of yarn going to work with men so I don't know like, a what? lady is behind this what film is this eight minutes it's like yeah <laughs> it's, it's really hard to know what to say but I will put it in the show notes at the zone.fm slash podcast and you can watch it and and see for yourself. Speaking Does it of runtime, turn time, itself into a uterus hat? No, no, don't. It's not, don't get it? so extreme. What are you doing? Speaking of runtime, uh, is Avengers going to turn you off that it's actually three hours? Is it three hours? It's going to be three hours. No. Yeah. Kirsten's like, I'm waiting for Star Wars. <laughs> no, I was, no, I was still, is that the longest runtime of <laughs> That's any the, Marvel yeah, movie? Yeah, so far, it uh, the longest runtime is Infinity War, which is about two and a half. Um, this one, they, uh, the Roosters are saying that they're in the process of editing it right now. They're going to try to cut it down a little bit more, but uh, so far, to keep all of the emotional significance in the movie, they they've got it at three hours. Oh, wow! Kirsten, I mean, bring it on, man! Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it is the end, uh, and it's wrapping Game. up so many things. So I can see why it would might need to be three hours. But I don't think mm. I'm going to sit beside you when we go because you're just going to be going uh, runtime. When is this over? Time, so. <laughs> can we just get <laughs> an intermission in the middle of it? If it's three oh, hours, I'm, I'm totally so down with it. Awesome. That would be awesome. I need a pee break. Let's yeah. I want to refill my popcorn. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Yes, please. They got to change the reel. Yes. Oh, oh they, they could use that, that shot of them all lined up walking. Because they got to yes, go to the lobby. they totally could. What a great idea. <laughs> oh, my God, Paul. I am idea. so on board with having intermissions in long movies. Let's start so a petition. Let's start a petition. <laughs> so old. Kirsten James, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on the internet. Great. Art Aronson. At Art Aronson <laughs> on all the social media platforms. Also, check out Between the Stammers, wherever you found this podcast. Paul Plastino. I'm on the internet too, but be careful because, man, we were being very spicy on the internet yesterday, and I was like, what is this? To different posts, and I was, was like shit posting and trolling and memes and gifts. Oh, we were, Brian. Oh, yeah. Brian we'll talk about that later. Spiced later. me up, and I was being very spicy. So <laughs> can't talk about that. Be careful if you want to get me on the internet because I'll be spicy. I'll burn your throat. This sounds like something you're I'll, not going to hear about as a listener to this podcast. I will I'm give sorry. you diarrhea yeah. on the internet because I'm so spicy. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Brian. You can find me at Art. Don't pl- unplug your mic yet. Don't you fucking unplug your mic. <laughs> we are not done, Aaron. He's been standing up for five minutes because he wants to go do work. I got an intern that's been waiting. She uh, should have brought, brought the intern. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Boytano913, Twitter and Instagram, and DJ Boytano on Facebook. Webmeister Bud, love you. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a Zoner.